Oh, we're gonna a... finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> All right, Ralph, asleep. I am the hungry. Week. I am very. We crashed, <laughs> Ralph. We just crashed this podcast into a tree because you were texting. Nope. What? He wasn't listening. Autopilot was on. Mm, yeah. No, you never turn autopilot on. Not if you want to live. Just tape some oranges to the steering wheel on this podcast. What could go wrong? I mean, it sounds like a good idea to me. You mean oranges aren't already taped to the steering wheel of this podcast? No, they aren't. I thought, I thought they were pretty pretty there. Maybe we are the just... oranges. We're, we're the oranges. Okay. <laughs> this podcast is uh, bubblegum and duct tape, but it's fun. And we're all out of bubblegum. We're all out of bubblegum. I was right. at a festival this weekend, so I don't know what happened at all. Was it a Renaissance festival? And if so, I did wish. you drink a lot no. of mead? No. Bear. It was an EDM festival. My wife had won tickets to it, and uh, it was fun. It, it reminded me that there EDM? are places that... EDM? Is that like EDR? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it it's actually cheaper. <laughs> it, it, no, you're absolutely right. It reminded me that there are places that smell worse than cybersecurity conferences, right? Walking around <laughs> that, and I was like, oh my god, like... <laughs> The variety of smells is definitely more, and not all of them are great, right? But it was an interesting... Uh, it's all about the smells. <laughs> I like that you're rating things, like, based on their smells. You don't rate things based... <laughs> I have, like, a super sensitive, like, smell. If I if I get, like, gnarly smells, if someone sprays cologne or something, I straight, straight up get, like, a migraine. Oh, so I'm with I'm, you. Like, no, super I'm, I'm, I'm just... Listen, I'm connecting with you deeply right now because I, I'm the same way. Like, I can't handle, like, the whole concept of Bath and Body Works. Like, oh my going God. in there, oh, no. just going in there gives me a headache just thinking about it. Candles, I, I avoid candles. Bath and Body Works like plague. My, my dad is a big rig mechanic. And one time this truck broke down and like, hey, you could have some of the stuff in the back because we're just going to get rid of it. And it was full of Bed Bath and Body Works stuff. And mm. so I had a lifetime supply of candles of just oh, random no. assort and I'd never I gave them out as like Christmas gifts for years because I'm like I am never burning these things. It's I cannot handle smells. Yeah. Smelled lotions and stuff like that. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no. it's funny because so you know, as Break. some people might know, I'm Break. kind of a cat Break. person. And if a cat if you use like scented lotion, a cat smells your hands, it'll be like it'll be like, ew. So that's how I feel too. <laughs> yeah. I mean that this reminds me of uh the quick wit of uh my friend, we'll just call him the bird. During our first DEF CON, it was DEF CON 25. There was this guy, he was walking around, he had his hands like this. He was like 6'6, six, 6'8. Six, six, and like he was doing it with purpose. And uh, we got stuck in an elevator with this guy. And the bird just looks at him and is like, Hey, uh, you know, the hotel doesn't charge you extra to use the shower, right? <laughs> Honestly, like, having, at, at, having been to DEF CON this year, I feel like we really have. Like we've risen above like the anime and apparently EDM conferences that like it wasn't that stinky. Maybe it was just that like after COVID they put more ventilation in place. Yeah, but like <laughs> I think that was it. I I didn't I, not once was I like man that was rough. And isn't I there like people handing people. out deodorant and stuff now too though? There's like people with shirts but like hey here you go here's some good stuff. Not just they like, give out cover a black yourself badge axe, to anyone that wears axe, deodorant. Axe, no. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. You know, it's funny you should even say that because I was like, you know what? My I've made it moment's going to be like if I have my own vendor booth and I have swag, I'm going to partner with Mitchum <laughs> because they're so good you can skip a day and I'm just going to hand out branded Mitchum. <laughs> oh my God. All we right. The scented podcast is now beginning. Yeah, the scented podcast. And if you wear the last minute, podcast, see you. you. Oh my gosh. Hello. Wow. Look you at this. It. He did. He ended the meeting fairly on time. And oh, that you just closed it early, so everyone yeah, else has to leave. That work. Yeah. All right. So, rock, paper, scissors. Corey, Ralph, Ian. Who's take? Who's taking the lead? I don't care. I None of us care. You, you should just randomly pick. Close your eyes and just pick. Okay, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> the old spice. Oh my gosh! It's it's uh, host roulette. Yeah, it'll host, be host roulette. roulette. Yeah, it might even yeah. still be checking. Right. Whoever gets I'll picked. see you on the other side. <laughs> I'll, do I'll see you on do the it. other Post side of the finger. I love it. Yeah, I'll see you on the other side. Hello, 
and welcome to Black Hills Information Security Talking About News. It is officially the year 2023, the month, October, the day, two, or the second. Hmm. We're going to talk about hacks. We're going to talk about breaches. We're going to talk about big whales breaching. We're going to talk about lapsus, of course. And everyone's going to have a really hot take on WebP CVSS scores. <laughs> right, guys? Right, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there was a perfect 10. Yeah. Raise your hand if you're a perfect 10. I don't, I don't know if I'm a perfect 10, but I, I did love the very close alliteration. I'm like, if it's hot when you pee, you should seek medical advice immediately. If it's <laughs> web when you pee, you should and, have an update. And so preferably not from WebMD with your uh, advice. That's right. Yeah. So I, I won't introduce every host. Look around you. Look to your left. Look to your right. Say hi. No, not you. Oh, wow. That. Yep. There you okay. go. There's lots of people on the screen. They all have Twitters, Blue Skies, Mastodons, Metas. I don't even know. People have things. Follow them wherever they have them. I feel like I have to call out Troy, though, because he's not really a regular. <gasps> it's a wild Troy. It's nice to see you here, sir. How are you? Are you, are you calling me irregular? Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, very... in a good way, though. Yeah. Like, irregularly good in a good way. I mean, I, I really wanted to be here a lot more. It's just the time is not like the best for me but um but yeah i'm, I'm glad to be here and let's talk about news and stuff <laughs> should i be worried that you have a hogtied like atat walker up there like how yes. what led to it <laughs> having to be hogtied? i mean i mean if you're if you're an imperialist like then maybe you should be worried if you're oh. if you're a rebel maybe not i don't know yeah, um so my that. my oldest went to college uh in august and that was in his room. We were cleaning out his closet and my wife was going to get rid of it. And I was like, no, like I want that thing. So I brought it out to my office. I just threw it up there. And then I was like, oh, cool. And then I, I was like, maybe I'll just hog tie it. I, I don't know if you can tell there's a Millennium Falcon on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Definitely see so, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have it. I'm still in work in progress in the office, but I'm going to have it like kind of like hanging. So like the Millennium Falcon just hog tied the ATAT. So mm. nice. That's the goal. Anyways. Very nice. Yeah, it was ten a out of ten here. background. Ten out of ten. Good Good background. Just yeah. like speaking of tens, all right, let's talk about. It. <laughs> there was an email chain at Black Hills, and it came from John Strand. And he here's what he said. He said, "Convene the Council of the Ten. We finally have one." And that was the WebP vulnerability. I think it got downgraded. Right? It's not actually a ten. Is they right? paid the subscription after finding out they were a perfect ten. They can't do it again. Well, they like self-reported. Maybe that knocks it down a couple points. Or like, a, <laughs> it, it was weird. I was actually looking at this before the call, right? Because I was like, "There's too much going on." And essentially, Google self-reported it as a ten for Chrome. And then, just like with Log4j, uh, it was like, "Oh, they found this vulnerability in Minecraft." And then some developers were like, "Um, but hold on, that's in the <laughs> library we all use." Mm -hmm. um, and then they went back and looked at it and said, oh, well, this is really the same vulnerability that came out for iMessage, the zero click that the, was it, Pegasus malware was using. So they kind of dialed that back, and then they did some, you know, hemming and hawing, and some academics, like, put a pipe in their mouth, and they were like, mm, yes, 8.8. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so basically, yeah, Ryan just linked it. This is a, for, for those that don't have the background, does anyone want to run, this, run through this one? Who's the, who's the most expert on this? Because I haven't really deep-dived on it that much. Does anyone want to run through this attack or this vulnerability? Uh, yeah. Ralph does. He, looks, he sounds so reluctant that I want to make... No, I feel like... What about Wade? I feel like Wade's already like oh, somehow no, catch this. I yeah. literally say I haven't read any news all weekend. And he's oh, my okay, man. okay, fine. All right, back to Ralph. Let me... Let me uh, do it. Let so me copy paste this into chat GPT real quick. And then, <laughs> so uh... let, me give you, let me give you like the high level here, right? So from what I read, okay, this is a vulnerability specifically in Chromium-based route, right? The thing is, is this vulnerability affects, I believe, the WebP rendering or whatever of images, right? right? So WebP is like an image format, uh, image format type, okay? And from what I gathered from the article in the vulnerability is that obviously since Chromium and uh, Chrome are part of Electron applications, this also affected things like Discord and other things like that, right? Basically uh, everything. Yeah. That's where it gets into everything because it, yeah, like like someone said, like Ron or Rainer, I don't know, he's, they're a regular, but basically they said, 
It's only Chromium based browsers, dot, 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 AKA like everything. (laughs) Like this would be, so Chromium based browsers would be Chrome, Chromium, Opera, everything but Safari and Firefox. Everything but Firefox. We're also, don't forget about Teams, Discord. Uh, every app now is. I think one password is technically Electron. That's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's anything with the vulnerable web. Was it LibWebP yeah. library? So the way the the attack actually works is it goes through and it leverages this lossless compression format that that is used for WebP and it uses what mm-hmm. is it? It starts with an H. Like Hoffman algorithm or Hoffman Hoffman cipher. Uh, I have to look it up real quick, but basically it does. A As whole you can see, I- Ian actually works for the NSA. It's true. Yeah, I don't know why my wife is calling me while well, she knows I'm on a thing. But anyway, she, I, I told her. I, told her. I know she, she wanted to be. Oh, a guest today. Today. Hold on, I'll, I'll call her back. Decoding. <laughs> yes, thank uh, Hoffman decoding. Thank you, Hackchar. Uh, so. Um, Huffman decoding, it goes through and makes uh, a bunch of uh, references to go through and say how many symbols are inside this file and uses it to, to either, you know, make it smaller because you don't need that detail or make it bigger and be able to reference and expand. I almost think like an SVG file as to how the vectors can just keep getting bigger and bigger. No loss. Right. So they go through and when they do that, there's a 15, I want to say it's character, it might be bit, but there's a 15 bit kind of like register there. And but the, you can do a specially crafted. Ah, yes. Yeah, specially, specially crafted, crafted. My favorite two words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, PNG or I'm sorry, some other image file that runs through that parser and then writes outside of memory. It's a heap I, buffer overflow. We all, all right. love heaps. Yeah. And, and the, so my, heaps I gotta, I gotta look. F- Did you read the the fix? The fix is so just. What is no. the fix? Update. Don't look at any the pictures and get something that goes over. It just makes the memory register bigger. It's like, oh, we need more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so okay. So you you say, you know, WebP and here's my here's my thought on this. This I feel like are there developers out there right now that are like, "Ha, ah, we were lazy. We never implement, implemented WebP in our application. This is our savior." <laughs> it's just like the log4j thing. It's like, "We didn't have logging. So now we're good." Cuz WebP or, is like a or pretty solar progressive lens when when you don't patch and you're actually better off when you when you don't patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we oh, can't yeah. get supply chain if we best. don't patch. You're, you're, yeah. Corey, Corey is right though, because like WebP would be implemented in newer frameworks, right? Yeah, um, so it's you would kind implement of a new... this in a newer framework, which is funny because Google created WebP and it was designed to be a replacement for JPEG, PNG, and GIF. Um, but uh, yeah, so you would use it in newer frameworks. So if you have an old app, you're not vulnerable. I, I guess if the library yeah, so if don't you say that around executives they're like well exactly. see, we didn't do any of the upgrades to the new stuff so we're safe uh, we well, went, yeah, well this, now, this, now this that... podcast is specifically off limits to executives oh. yeah we haven't no I'm, I'm just kidding we, now we that Ralph executives. explained it I realized that WebP is those horrible files whenever I'm trying to steal mm-hmm. images from people and it downloads yes, as a WebP. Yes, I'm like, yes. oh, you, that's what that know. is. Yes, I that hate is the most things. annoying thing. Why do I have to snip everything now? Yes, you I won't hate WebP. It's, it. it's uh, so annoying. Okay, so basically, I, you know, I, I know we're joking about it, but I will say, just to kind of bring the fear back in, like, this is actually terrifying, uh, Specifically because security consulting firm founder Ben Hawks, who previously led Project Zero, also linked it to uh, a vulnerability addressed by Apple, and which was abused as part of a zero-click, which is scary, iMessage exploit chain to infect fully patched iPhones with NSO's Pegasus commercial spyware. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, where, where's the Twitter expert for this? Uh, how, do, how do we detect it? How do we do images? Touch if if file is image extension and touches memory, detect <laughs> alert. That's yeah. actually a good no? question, right? So how do right? you look for specially crafted? Because I mean, I would consider all the gifts that I ever make are considered specially crafted. Didn't? Personally, the other thing too wasn't this disclosed, and then they were like, um, "Oh yeah, it's actually for other browsers too." <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah. I think there were some some research teams there were at least a little. Uh, they had that foresight for going, eh, no, actually, we do think it's, it affects other browsers. And I know there was somebody in between, like, Apple and Google that also updated this. But then when it did come out, and it was like, hey, it's for our, all the browsers. And there was the advantage that you had a lot of researchers going, okay, told you, and a lot of stuff was already updated um, yeah. to plug that anyway. So that's a Yeah, I mean, the fact that it affects... Relief. 
The fact that it affects iOS tells you everything you need to know about how far the dependency spirals will go with the web issues. Like that, not to be that person that's like, this is terrible, but this is terrible. Uh, sure. Yeah. It, it, you know, I'm not even, it's not even the iOS that I worry about. And literally, when this vulnerability hit before I came to Black Hills, I ran. I had a, a small vulnerability management team for a multi-billion dollar company. And when these types of things came up, it created weeks, months of work to determine which applications are using this library, which applications do we need to upgrade, what have our vendors said, like that. But the thing that makes it the most scary to me, like I was like like twitching for my old team. The thing that makes it the most scary is in a lot of organizations, they limit how quickly you can update the browser because yeah. critical applications now they'll say, well, we're going to stay two revisions behind on Chrome, or we're going to stay two revisions behind while we take it through dev QA test because our web apps run in those. Honestly, the users don't want to update too, because then they get to lose all their browser tests, man. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it opens them as long as you're not an incognito, it saves them. But oh, yeah. come on, man. You ruined the wait, joke. Wait. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I mean, maybe you only use incognito mode, but yeah. yeah uh, I only use incognito with yeah, 17. All right, all right. Well, I think, does anyone else any, have any final comments on this? Uh, you know, does it have a cool name? Can we just coin one real quick? Can we coin? I think we should call it like Master P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was perfect. Uh, all right. Thanks. That's why we invite Joe to the show, so we can yeah. just coin terms whenever needed. So Perfect. I do like Master P. has got a comment here. I think I could block WebP at the firewall level. Uh, you know, maybe a next gen firewall where it's actually doing deep packet inspection. You could you could look, but from from my understanding, uh, no one's published a signature for what these well crafted uh, WebP files look like. So I mean, literally, you'd be looking for anything that's WebP, and then you just might as well unplug the internet. Yeah, Is there I any, mean, that, uh, there's yeah. no proof of concept out there to run it. So yeah. that's there, that's what I was going to ask next. I haven't had time to dig into it, but one of our customers asked, like, are you guys hacking with this yet? And I was like, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone else is, but the is there is there like any weaponized code? He demonstrated in a lab, but I don't think anybody's released proof of concept. Yeah, yet. but Van Eck freaking was also demonstrated in a lab, and I never did that sure. to any of our customers. <laughs> Amateur. Facts. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> Loser. I thought you were a hacker. You're a totally Oh, actually, um, on the website, there's a... We, we mentioned a lot of things that are using the WebP vulnerability, but there's one that can have, should I say, dire outcomes. And uh, that's Signal, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, like, obviously, getting to iOS, being across all the browsers, because Firefox is listed here as well, password managers, even for, like, the OSINT privacy nuts, uh, the people that make me look like um, I post everything publicly, uh, the people, you know, like Michael Basil and those who adhere to extreme privacy, a lot of the stuff that's on this list falls within their framework and getting your browser pop okay yeah that's one thing getting signal pop is a way bigger problem and then obviously with one password the only thing that's left within the triumvirate of privacy of things like that me personally i would hold sacred would be the vpn and i mean i'm not going to hold my breath that something within various commercial vpns may not use the library so yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think a few people in chat were asking about, you know, browser sandboxing and chaining and things. I think not that I'm like an expert researcher on this, but I think it's safe to say that pretty much any attack that utilizes this flaw is going to be chained with other vulnerabilities. So, mm -hmm. you know, with yeah. like the fact that Peg uh that um NSO group is using it to install Pegasus, that's gonna be chained with other zero days. We already called out or other vulnerabilities. We already called out the example that a researcher mentioned. You know, chaining it with an iMessage that combined with browser escape or sandbox escape combined with, you know, data harvesting and whatever, it's going to be chained, which I guess should make you feel a little bit less terrified. But it's also scary because the image processing library, you don't have a lot of control over what images your library like. This is a watering hole attack, like from hell, right? Like this is I can message you an image and you didn't necessarily decide to receive the image or maybe i can just host an image on a website or like there's so many different ways in which i can force you to process an image so that's why it's scary even though it have to be changed with other flaws 
it's pretty easy to induce the exploit. So yeah, and I don't think there are public... Someone mentioned, you know, oh, if it's a perfect 10, that means it has a public exploit. That's probably true, which might be part of the reason why they uh, knocked it down to an 8.8. Right. And, and something I, I, else... I think another big... Oh, go ahead. Jeff. A couple of mitigations here, honestly. Like, some of you know, I'm a huge fan of, a, of using a pie hole. I mean, you can block anything with the extension WebP that way, set up your detection rules as well. But then, you know, I would also say They're... from a precautionary perspective... If you have the ability to stop images from loading as previews or anything else, hmm. that right there could probably save your skin. Dude, you just brought up a really good point. Like anyone who's running Exchange servers or uh, you know Mime uh, Mimecast or Proofpoint should really be talking to folks about turning off automatic preview of any sort of imaging. Yeah, well, that's been used for tracking for years, right? Yeah. That's like a privacy yeah, concern. Yeah. 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 Emails allow it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been in companies though where they so, do by default like block it for certain users, but for others they don't, and just be like, "Hey, until we know what's going on, no picture." So interesting, interesting that you and tell us what happens. Yeah, interesting well, that I you bring I... that up, Ian. Interesting that you bring that up because that leads into something that I've actually noticed out there, which is the QR code or quishing stuff that's been going I, on, which yeah, is embedded, and those are embedded images. Now, I've got my Outlook set up where I'm not supposed to get any images mm -hmm. previewed, yet those those are still coming through. Right. So and I I've actually, tested it. So is a way of going ahead and, and getting around that uh, do not uh, display somewhere. Yeah, and to that end, I mean, I saw Alyssa's tweet about the QR codes earlier this week, and uh, I've not had time to actually sit down and sling any code to it, but I, I took a look around it, and an easy workaround for that would be write a pre-processing Python script that will actually decode and detonate the QR code before it gets in. But, I mean, the, all, all roads go back to social engineering with this, uh, to a degree. And that that just amplifies the point of, you're not going to see this by itself. It's going to be chained with something whether it be chained with another exploit, whether it be chained with uh, some sort of attack like social engineering or uh, with something else, there are a lot of ways that this can be a really big problem. And if you, if you add this with something like, say, HTML smuggling, uh, another social engineering technique, yeah, this has the capability of being a big deal yep. or a bigger Wait, deal. Wait, what were you going to say? Uh, now I don't remember. Um, well, one thing I, I would like to see it tested, like we'll go block all WebP, right? And then you don't have any images. Another thing well, that yeah, I was thinking about, like, yeah, no. blocking HTTPS for C2 or yeah, whatever. Right, like, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but I always think when these vulnerabilities come out and they can touch a phone, that's when they hit a little bit more hard just because as me as a blue teamer, right? How do you Security for phones does not exist half the time, at least as no. a corporate entity right and you could do all sorts of crazy stuff i would never notice you don't run EDR uh, on your everything phone? that's on my computer <laughs> is on my phone pretty much yeah. yeah i have all the crazy mfa stuff where if anything accessed i have to do a fingerprint scan but jen that's because Corey scared me into that but uh, um everything else like nobody usually has that and then like you said all these apps right signal one pass it'd be rough Right. Wait, I'm really disappointed. Like, I moved to a uvula scan a long time ago. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. That's actually missed the scan. It missed the scan. So there is a you could what you could do is you could surgically embed an NFC chip in the back of your throat. So when you do that, it reads off the top of the iPhone. Can we talk okay. about right. another perfect 10? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. We There is another perfect 10. You guys remember Move It? That company? Nah, I never heard of it. Yeah, so this is a new vulnerability, but it's from the same company. So it's like a friend of a friend, right? So Progress, right? They had two CVEs that came out, and it has to do with the WS FTP server that they uh, sell as a separate product. And um, they were tracking two CVEs one of them, a maximum 10 out of 10 severity, and allowed unauthenticated attackers to execute remote codes after successful 
exploitation of the .NET deserialization vulnerability and the ad hoc transfer module. So uh, okay. if, you have, if you have move it, it better be behind. Absolutely. It, no, this is not move it. This is another product yes. that they sell, which is WSFTP, which has been around for a long time. Okay. Additionally, Just take all their products and hide them. Yes. Additionally <laughs> to that product that or to that CVE, which was a remote command execution, there was a second critical vulnerability, which is directory transversal vulnerability. Um, so you could uh, go outside of the WSF, uh, WSFTP path. So, so this is, okay, I know everyone else is probably thinking very negatively on process software <laughs> or progress software, whatever they're called right now. Like uh, they're about to get yanked out of every environment. But yeah. I will say no, this. Well, yeah. that's they're true, not. but no. I will say this. So, okay, this is self... It. Correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but... This, I guess now that I'm reading it, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I, I have to give them credit for like, they had, they got, you know, beaten down once. And then they probably were like, let's look around. How bad are, how bad is our code base? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the guy from Rust Zoom. It's like, I have the worst, I have the worst developers. Like how, like they're like, you can't be exploited twice with the same CVE. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> exploit me once, shame on you. Exploit me twice, can't exploit me again. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so I mean, oof. I mean, it's tough. Like, this is, it's, uh, yeah. It's similar to what happened to Zoom during COVID, right? Everybody looked at Zoom. Zoom is like, oh my God, look at all these vulnerabilities. Try to fix it. So everyone there, they have the Eye of Sauron on them right now. Yeah. And it looks like maybe the they should. So, yeah. I, I mean, will say, like, I was on another podcast earlier. Yes, I've been cheating on all of you. And, oh my god! Uh, basic, basically, oh, we well, one you. thing we talked about is that like the Clop ransomware group went after other file transfer appliances first. So like, I feel like Mo Progress Software should have been like, "That's weird. They're <laughs> exploiting file transfer appliances. We should probably get a pen test." <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I mean, call me crazy, but. At a minimal, maybe they should just start dropping their source code into chat GPT and say, improve this. That's yeah. true. <laughs> That's true. Here's what it would do. Parameterized SQL. That would fix the movement right. vulnerability. Right. Hey, yeah. we, we put the security thing in and our code got faster. Crazy, Ooh. right? Oh. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's not a feature. It's a vulnerability. That's true. Yeah. So I, I don't. This does come along like the things that we've seen in the past. I, I can think of a couple of big companies. Adobe was one where they were just getting like beat up for a while, right? Um, as soon as there's like blood in the water, everyone's like, all right, let's go find everything we possibly can. Um, so going back to Corey's point, you know, is everyone going to dump this? Well, for two reasons, most likely not. Um, one is because they already have an environment that's going to cost way too much money to get it out. Number two is they are moving that direction, but we might see a lot more exploits in the future to get more secure, right? All right. The reason I laughed so hard when, when it was like, oh, you know, if you're not getting this out of your environment, those tools from progress, those those file movement tools in big enterprises are the glue that it's everywhere together. Because yeah. we, we, like, we actually did uh, several uh, IRs mm -hmm. with the move it stuff. And, you know, when they had to shut down the web interface until they had things under control. But, you know, for this FTP service, there was some customers who were saying, uh, well, well, that's not affected. So we're okay here because that's mission critical stuff. We can't let that go down. And they have hundreds of customers that have been using this stuff forever. So mm. it's not just as easy as just ripping it out. They, they're like literally their business depends on the ability to host this. So yeah, yeah, and I can back that up. Like looking at the Clop data set of which I have about 230 companies that I've been looking at. The way in which they use the way in which each individual company is using this MoveIt product was so varied. Like some people were using it for HR, other people were using it for uh, like internal memos or things. Other people were using it for like customer data exchange, yeah, or like financial report transactions, or like one airline is using it for like exchanging their you know requirements it, with the FAA. It's pretty bad when attackers are like, we're not notifying customers. We have all your data. You come to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they have yeah. so much data. So right. Yeah. It was like a pinata. You just you just exploited it and you didn't know what you got. You just like, <laughs> blah. I was like, all no, right, yeah, like their boards are totally. Like, hey, that's a great yeah. analogy, a hundred percent. The only bad thing here is that this vulnerability was discovered by external searchers. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It's 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 uh It was uh, a researcher at Asset Note 
a security company that you haven't heard of until now. Until now, exactly. Anyways, so listen, you know what? They're doing good. They they disclosed it and they they're making patches. It, it's all better, guys. Everything's fine. I will well, say, like, one of the ironic things is that like the data says that there's about twenty nine hundred hosts running this. Is it the same twenty nine hundred hosts that yeah. are running Move It? Like, <laughs> seriously, guys, we didn't It's good though. It's still good. We got. We were fine. It's, it's, it's fine. the same host. It's like these <laughs> ransomware groups are like, yeah. So there's this group of three thousand companies. They're clients of this company. Yeah, that's uh, our exactly main target. Going to say it, that's it, our it, vertical. It's not even a count of systems. They just know that Progress has twenty nine hundred customers. <laughs> well, actually, according to Shodan, yeah, how many? Is you know, everyone's favorite asset inventory system, right? Um, in terms of just searching for WS underscore FTP, I got sixty one hundred results. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, that's not surprising. Maybe they well, listen, Rapid 7's data is different than yours, so I mean, you're gonna have yeah, to they call have them and insight ask. if you know. If what you I mean. subscribe to Metasploit Pro, they'll let you have access. Uh, you need a better problem. They've got a VM that can help you with those. So, it was bad, right? And then now they have another kind of big CVE. Okay, cool. All right, they patched it. But speaking of people who just keep getting hacked, um, do you guys hear about Sony? They haven't. They yeah, haven't right. released. Hold any on, data, right? I thought it was yeah. a third party. They totally deflected all the blame. The the blast shields are up. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Sony. Uh, what we know so far about the lapsus attack. What lapsus is really popular. They're My like, favorite. Uh, you know, the, I thought so they were all in jail. Now. I thought that was handled. No? <laughs> Just the British ones. Oh, That's the British ones. <laughs> they breached, according to the ransomware group, which, you know, they breached all Sony systems and stole valuable data, including source code for games and firmware. As proof. They have shared some screenshots with what appears to be internal login pages, PowerPoint presentations, and file directory. Oh, my God. Okay, here's the question. Am I going to be able to put Linux on my PS5? Is that where we're at? Yes. <laughs> yes. This I mean, is like he said, she said, though. I know. That's like, this is, this, this is like, you know, like the, the company's like, nah, this isn't that bad. And so this is like, no, it's really bad. Would be breach number three? So, all right. So, I... It, it, well, yeah, there was the North Koreans. There was uh, 2011. There was 2014. Yeah. Yes, this would be number three. If this would be true. number three. If true. Yeah. If true. But, like they're so big. Hack if right? true. Yeah. yeah. You know uh, what? It's not their fault. They just have such a big attack surface. So many things. So many things, right? And then you, you got know, these kids who want their video games and yeah. stuff. Oh, like, yeah, it, 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 and we were talking Wait, about are you place. a CSO, man? This is some great, <laughs> this is some great deflection. You should work for PR. <laughs> So here's the, uh, we were talking about this in like the, the past mm-hmm. going like there's with all these uh, young up and coming hackers that it's like we say there's nothing that really stands between like the youth and things like video games. You just put the video game as a target and it'll get hit. And then, yeah, here, here we go. They must have been uh, listening to our podcast and going, you know, that's not a bad idea. Let's go after like PlayStation and nobody's hit Sony recently. They're complacent. <laughs> yeah, I will say like this is just one to monitor because it's basically lapsus versus Sony. Sony's like, nah, you didn't get that much. And lapsus is like, yeah, we did. And it could be anything in between. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you, Corey, but when is the last time that lapsus is like, yeah, we got you. And then, then they, they did not I mean, I don't know. The Microsoft stuff was a little confusing. I like, I I don't know. It wasn't confusing. They got hacked hard. Who got rockstar? Rockstar, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Rockstar, the game code eventually. They're like, we got some was the firmware. The we got some. Right? We got the source code for Worms Two Armageddon or whatever. It's like no one cares. <laughs> like, uh, all right. So not every time though, to Corey's point, is it like that great, right? Like they no, it's hacked, like we had Uber and we posted in their chat and said, "Ha ha, hacked uh, you." It's like you ate. Way I mean, too I guess they got other stuff. So they got their internal this, code and stuff, but like this is something that uh, I recently covered in my threat intelligence class about Plug. how it's bug uh, time <laughs> no but like how like the traditional threat actors right are are nation states people for money and then like hacktivists or terrorists whatever you want to call them but my favorite my favorite is the ones who do it for fun the laws right the people just going mm-hmm. out there and hacking shit like that like people don't think these kids are a big target or a big menace like alex was saying but it's something uh it's really easy to pitch this to cso's or higher ups we need more money because even kids can hack sony 
type okay. of deal, right? Uh, use it, use it as cannon fodder. There's two things I got to add here, right? Because uh, right. one, can we all acknowledge that in the short time that Wade has had that mustache and a child, just the tenor of how he says these kids has changed. <laughs> and second, I am almost positive Joe and I could spend an hour uh, doing OSINT and get Sony's internal login pages PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's not not anything. You know, Ian, uh, yeah. let's set a timer and let's do a, a live demo at the Wild West Hacking Fest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, and, while uh, you're at it, Ralph will also call their help desk and get all their MFA policies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could always have that an unsanctioned Trace Lab side quest. Unsanctioned. I think that's good. Oh, wait, yeah, I heard nothing. Alex I is in too, right, like, Alex? Wait, what? Well, no, I'm, I'm saying it's an unsanctioned side quest so we can recruit Baluv into helping us too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If it's unsanctioned, off the books, not wearing any swag. Yeah. Wow. It's, to it's totally so, yeah. okay. Hacking Fest get... Black Op now. Just put yeah, the webcam on the hacker dummy here. and they'll know who did it. Well, well, no, this one isn't staying on YouTube, just so everybody knows. Our lawyers have advised us to take this now. Hmm. So, speaking of good ideas or bad ideas, did you guys see the Fort Lauderdale? This is actually coming pretty common too. I I saw this. I looked for the data. It's basically just a preview. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no. So this uh this one was more of a. This is a straight up theft. They just convinced them to send one point two million dollars in like a wire. Theft. Oh, I thought you were talking about the oh, ransomware. Wow. My bad. Oh no. So this is uh, City of Fort Lauderdale loses one point two million in phishing scam. And the reason I say that this is common, I actually read another article recently. Mm -hmm. um, so in this particular case, they just convinced them they were doing construction. They were like, hey, you owe us for this. Pro provided some fake documentation, done some basic OSIN about, you know, that they had construction. Um, most likely they had construction, um, like uh, permits and stuff. Who was doing it? Then sent information around that and collected the $1.2 million. Um, but I guess it's a really <laughs> common attack. Um, uh, also with, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa and other vulnerable parts of the population with these kind of phone scams as well. Well, they'll call up doing kind of the same thing and they'll say, you know, um, you know, Hey, we're from uh, so-and-so and you know, your system's been hacked and they go through the whole process. And this is, it's like a developing story, but they really are getting a lot of money from people. So kind of interesting. Well, the, the, the thing that made me laugh is that this is a direct quote from the article. It wasn't just an email like, hey, this is Moss Construction. Send me $1.2 <laughs> It was followed up with documentation, paperwork, etc. So, like, yes. essentially, this is when, you know, Joe decides he wants to retire to Costa Rica. Uh -huh. He does really good OSINT. And then, <laughs> yes. he, you know, has someone pay a $1.2 well, million dollar what bill. I think it's funny Maybe is that some good these... letterhead is uh, yeah, better these... than an actual phishing email, right? Like, oh, some yeah. fancy stuff. Well, go, go, money... go download or go get into Canva. And yeah, then make your fish there. Like, then... Go to Canva. Hit hit <laughs> Canva before you do much of anything else. Um, do your OSINT, then go to Canva, then go to Chat GPT. Make sure you've got your SPF uh, DMARC and DKIM records. Then send the email. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what, the, what the domains were either for like Moss because I I've seen this where yeah they people impersonate construction companies because they see your company is building that big building yep. downtown. And the construction company, all the affiliates, and go like trees were donated by this group. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, adversary. I'm like, they can just drive by the, your new construction and go, okay, here are like seven companies that I can build a campaign around. And when you when you send something out from like uh, what was it's like Moss Construction, nobody really knows what the actual Moss Construction domain is. You just buy a lookalike yeah. domain and go, hey, it's Moss Construction. Uh, you know those guys that are at your building all the time. Uh, we need a bit of a payment and just send it over here. Well, then we'll yeah, go, it goes even further than that, though, because this brings up a very interesting point, something that really burns me up. And that's when I see someone in a professional line of work sharing their email address at gmail.com. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. 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 We yeah. actually, this recently came up in a weird investigation I was doing where a customer was getting unsolicited emails like from people that you know were basically just spammy emails and i was like why don't you just block gmail at the domain level like do you, do you need it like you and they're like we can't like they're you know this is like 
I mean, I don't know if it's their customers or who it is, but this is getting used at a corporate level. They can't just block Gmail. There are so um, many third-party contractors involved in those. Like, they're just mom-and-pop shops all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're using that yeah. infrastructure. They're using Gmail. They're using Yahoo. They're doing it. I mean, yeah, HR so- is a big user of Gmail because they're getting stuff back from people who quit, right? That then have yeah, to communicate. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. Using and they have to use their resumes, personal People are uploading resumes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I guess what we've learned is that, and this is again, a direct quote from the article. We would like to take this time to remind our community, Bill from accounting, to exercise (laughs) caution when fulfilling payment requests and to stay vigilant and aware of potential scams. The other thing these scammers are doing too, is they're sending real letters Mm -hmm. to like follow up. So not just a phone call. So it like makes a little bit more like, you know, not just an email. They'll they'll be like, oh, you needed this thing signed. Okay. We sent it in. Like it looks legitimate. You got to set up like an incentive structure. Like if you're an executive at these kinds of companies, be like for every payment that you fully vet, I will give you $30 or like, I don't know, like whatever (laughs) it is. If you talk uh, to them on the phone or if you talk to them on FaceTime and confirm the account number, I will pet your dog and take it for a week or I don't know, you know, whatever the benefit is. But like, so I will let you spin the will and whatever the will lands on will be the monetary value of your Starbucks gift card. Oh. <laughs> these, businesses, these businesses rely on this. Like every business email compromise case that I've worked, like it's all these ACH or invoice like transfers yeah. that are going on. Right. Like mm-hmm. you would look at it and like, they're just they're just replying on emails and that that's how the business functions. Like that's yeah. literally what they do day in and day out. The attackers continually just get into those mail systems, set up rules that look for invoice, payment, receipt, whatever, go to this folder. I mean, it's still like for years this has been going on and it still continues to go on. It's crazy how much like the business relies on this. Speaking, speaking of scams, I hit my data cap this week or this last Uh month, right? Talk about a scam. And I literally was like, when is the FCC going to get back? on net neutrality and allow me to do the internets freely and openly. And then the, uh, luckily today I actually looked at the news and there's something going on it. Did you guys see that? I, Finally? I no, I, don't don't know. Listen, my, I cannot take the disappointment if this is fake or not <laughs> real. Like I'm just <laughs> look at that so first sad. quote. That first quote, net neutrality is back on the menu. Back but on the menu. It's delicious. On the menu, though, but I can't. I'm not even at the table. He wants it all. You can eat buffet. Don't let him down. I just heard. Are we talking about the menu at like McDonald's or are we talking about the menu at like Ruth's Chris or Fleming's? <laughs> I just hope that the revocation of, of the dismantling of net neutrality, reinstating it, involves taking that giant Reese's peanut butter cup mug that Agit Pie used to walk uh, around with and just breaking it across his face. He literally and, works at Verizon, and doesn't it, he now? And then it, like, releases this captured spirit to go back to the internet. I, I think... So, okay, if you... I imagine, I imagine an office that space level destroying. destroying. I also... <laughs> so, wait, I, I have some news for you. So, as White Cyberduck just pointed out, Net neutrality does not cover data caps. I thought it did. No, I thought net neutrality <laughs> did it, cover data I, I, caps. Maybe it does, but my my concept of net neutrality is it covers like the concept of fast lanes, meaning like basically packet shaping being like uh, yeah. if it come peering basically, and it's all yeah. it's all a scam, just like everything else in big business. But uh, I you swear know, it was if you there. if you let Netflix through, I'll give you. 13% more bandwidth on Tuesday night at seven when your show kicks off or whatever. Yes. Like it's, right. okay. it's all about have, the fast okay, lanes, you know, all that. Maybe. Uh, Mostly package so shaping. I don't know if, if I always, uh, what, yeah. What about, okay. So you know how airplanes let you uh, like text message or use certain messages. If mm-hmm. you connect to their Wi-Fi. it's like only certain ones. Does yeah. that technically 31, break net neutrality? TCP. What? Right. Like, does that break net neutrality? Because they let you use Facebook messenger but you can't use signal. Like, does that, is that against no, net neutrality? No, that's just I, called every, outbound no? egress filtering. Mm-hmm. Net neutrality is at like the ISP uh, level. Oh, I guess it's you're about using their shaping. network. Okay. Yeah, it's about, no, it's about right. like All package right. shaping. It's about me selling you a block of faster internet because we're corrupt and I want to go golfing and to a really nice stakeout. And and if you want to put the why, do the, why do the companies justify this? They're saying, well, wait a minute, you know, we planned... For a certain amount of bandwidth, just like an all-you-can-eat buffet, mm-hmm. they don't. Have we only had crowd like for fifteen people. And then you have Netflix come in, and everyone is streaming 4K UHD mm-hmm. video, 
And they're like, well, wait a minute, Netflix. We can't actually build reliable infrastructure. That's out of the question. That would be out of the question. If only there were all like these company countries in, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, South Korea. You hold your tongue. uh, Don't seem to have these problems. But I mean, I don't know. So listen, you actually don't understand. We don't have trains because of uh, really good reasons that aren't just capitalist. Corrupted. Oh, no, I don't get on yeah, the why train. do I only have one far. internet provider? Total like, tangent. I have one okay, internet so, provider. Hold on, that is what we're talking about. There's no. two actual problems: the net neutrality, which is like how we like kind of share the bandwidth, and like whether you you should get net slowed down. Net neutrality equals corruption of the internet. Yes. Basically. All right. So that's at the high side. So that's at like all the big peers, right? So we're talking like the level Comcast. threes and all your backbone, mm-hmm. right? Internet connections, right? But what you're more worried about is at the ISP. And so the two issues there is one you usually mostly have like a monopoly in your area, right? And so that's how they're able to charge you data caps. If they had competition, then most likely they wouldn't be able to do that if the competition was also laying down fiber or something else. Um, So you have the old established cable companies which came into cities and what they did is they said, hey, we'll put in cable, but we're the only ones that can be in this whole town. Well, well, hold on, because what they actually did was they said, hey, government, we need billions of dollars to put in cable. Then yeah. they did, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, but you never said to actually turn it on." So yeah. we have all a bunch of dark fiber. Dark fiber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that comes into a whole other thing. But what you really want is you want municipal fiber, right? So fiber that's ran by the city, something similar to like power, where it's not free, right? It's just not. Whoa, what um, are you a communist? Maybe power yeah. where you live. Power yeah. where oh I live God. is owned by a private no, organization, really... monopoly. <laughs> Well, no, for real, yeah. that is well, actually it, what you want. And it's I been so bad certain places. There are many news stories of people just starting their own ISP. ISPs, yes. They will start their yeah. own ISPs, yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, they've actually won government contracts, which big companies will steal the money from, not really do anything, and be like, well, we tried. And they'll win those contracts and actually get high-speed internet to <laughs> these communities. This is personally relevant <laughs> to me. I'd like to just publicly disclose on the show, I do not have fiber to the home, and I recently got a quote from Comcast to get fiber to the home, and it was $11,000. <laughs> yeah, and they would cover the first four thousand dollars. I mean, there isn't that nice of them? A guy who's and they, they even pipe. say in the email, they say, "Just so you know, costs can run up to one hundred thousand dollars." It's like, who's going to sign up for this? Who's going to be right. like, "Yeah, oh, fiber to the home." Oh, and by the way, it's a uh, two thousand dollar install fee and three fifty a month. So that's where so, I'm at. So and I live I was, in a uh, city anyway. So like, I was hitting weird data caps, and I thought that my internet provider was like throttling me because supposedly I had 50 up and I'm like, why do I keep lagging? Like I was lagging on the news over and over again for like weeks. And then I figured out I had a bad ethernet cable going from my computer to my oh, router. Funny. Oh God. <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm quick. <laughs> so, Corey, you brought something up and I about exploded wanting to go on a tangent. When I was in Poland, John Bevers and I were walking around. You mentioned, why don't we have trains? Right. And this is a whole thing about GM and a bunch of other companies. Oh, yeah. Jaywalking is a made-up crime, blah, blah, blah. Right. All that good stuff. Right. So GM, through like a shadow company, basically marketed and bought up all the like the red car and the, the cable cars and the busing companies and all that to promote Americans buying automobiles. And I about blew John Mever's mind when I go, yeah, that's a central point to the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. Cloverleaf is the company that the judge has... Uh, and uh, he buys up the red car, and they're building freeways, and they basically play off this old thing that Judge Doom is who GM hired to do all this work. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I mean, not to get too, you know, I don't want to go too, uh, you know, anti-capitalism, but, you know, anyway, we don't have fast internet for the same reason uh, we don't have public transport and walkable cities and blah, 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 blah. yeah. uh, it, but, I mean, I want to say token. just one other thing too. The Starlink option that has now become the like gateway drug for everyone yes. who doesn't have fast internet. It's wild because, uh, simply put, Elon was able to do this because he won the contract for the government to yes. actually build the rockets to send it up. So it's really expensive to la- launch satellites, but when you own the rockets, you can do it really cheap. And so they were trying to find something to use these rockets for besides just the astronauts that were going to pay to go onto it, which are the only people that would pay up for these rides, except for unless you're like a billionaire and you want to ride up in like a balls type craft. Anyways, so they started launching off the Starlink and that was just a way to subsidize the costs. Ipso yep. facto, because the internet's so bad in America, satellite is our only way out. And there's, I will say, I do think ISPs are also under a decent amount of pressure, not just from Starlink, but also like 5G internet is happening. Yeah. Um, yes. Like it, it, I can get 5G internet with no data caps. It's not very fast, but most people don't care. 
and it doesn't matter. Unwanted, so like, it's it's, it's going to kill cable. I, I genuinely think. Yeah. I mean, I've got 5G internet. I've got the puck that I use and everything else as well. But after I hit 22 gigs in a month, I start getting throttled down to 4G. Yeah. So you've got that. And like, I live in a uh, fairly rural-ish area. And I mean, to get internet here, my choices are dial-up or either Spectrum or uh, Xfinity. So one of those two. And all the power companies in the area are more or less government corporations. So mm -hmm. government when it's convenient, corporation when it's convenient. And um, using Chattanooga, Tennessee as a case study where Google came in with the electric company and was like, hey, here's gigabit fiber for like 39 bucks a month. They were talking that in my area. And supposedly it's it's allegedly going to happen, but a uh, big ISP or big tech or big somebody sent someone in to talk about all the problems with it. And fortunately, uh, they didn't speak the language of the people nearby and they got booed out of the room. But that could have really blown up, honestly. But yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's I, a it's a yeah, it's a mass campaign. It's like a manipulation thing of. You know, you have to have a car because you have to have a car. It's the same oh, concept, just with so internet. You're because five G conspiracy theories are really provided oh. by the ISP providers pushing yeah. them, so we don't yeah. go to five G. Yeah. Conspiracy within a conspiracy. Right? It's like how the US wants you to have five G, so that's why they tell you it's bad for you. Comcast oh. is out here on Twitter being like, "I got the vaccine," or I mean, I didn't get the vaccine. I forget. Uh, no. I, I fell down. I, I was like, just I have a few accounts that I watch on social media just to see like what kind of off the wall conspiracy stuff is going on. Uh, first, they were the the account that I'm thinking about specifically right now. First, they were all about QAnon. Now they are a flat earther, and um, apparently NASA exists in a pool in Houston. But they posted a video. Uh, there was one where Trump's uncle got all of Nikola Tesla's inventions, but they had another one that was like connecting how 5G is associated with um, in, into the whole uh, satanic cabal type mm. thing. I'm trying. I mean, to that just sounds like a good time. If I can, yeah, like, yeah, if I can like access a satanic cabal party. with my phone anywhere, you, that just sounds convenient. Talk about one other hot topic. Well, I, you got, you got, you got yeah, seven, seven minutes. minutes seven out. minutes. All right, this one's hot. You got this. Right. So, no, do longer passwords protect you from compromise? Hmm. So, uh, utilizing breach password data, know nothing about that. Um, tops, uh, they have four billion unique compromised passwords, and we talk about password length and whether that has anything to do with compromise what do you guys take i mean they only have four billion passwords so i'm not sure if i really trust I them because that's approximately this, this is rookie <laughs> levels uh, not you know everyone's got to start somewhere Corey. well i mean i will say that darren james senior product manager at spec op software says that longer passwords are better so that's all i need to know <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I think it depends yeah. on the complexity of them because you know, longer passwords that are memorable uh, work. I mean, don't do the battery horse staple correct. That mm -hmm. one's in the password dictionary. Uh, but doing like the long passwords that have that ability to be memorable. Otherwise, if you're just making them like complex passwords, like short passwords, eight characters, complex, long passwords, 15 characters, complex, especially if you get to like the end of like 15, 16 characters, complex. What's going to happen if people are just going to either write them down or just use the same one for everything? Well, no, yeah, it's, you, I mean, you it just goes... make it password and you add 26 ones at the end of it. Oh, my God. They'll Boom, never get good. 26, dude. It's just too much for that. 26. That's actually Do you just true. sit there? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, okay. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, okay, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, Go ahead, Joe. I, I, I have a rant, but I'll, I'll, I'll rant last. So, speaking in the world of ATO, account takeover, yeah. um, a complex password is better than a simple password. A complicated password is better than complex, kind of borrowing from the Zen of Python. But all of that is null and void under one particular condition. Specific, well, actually, it could be two. But if you are on a pseudo-compromised system or you input said password into a compromised system, 
and you reuse the password or your cookies are stolen or something to that effect, um, looking at how a lot of ATO prevention companies get their data, um, and it's mostly from compromised botnets, um, the same places that the data breaches uh, sites are populating from, it's like, it, it doesn't matter if you have a two-character password or a 200-character password. If you've got malware on your system that keylogs it or you have your cookie stolen and someone's able to reverse engineer it, it doesn't matter. So honestly... As much as I love the idea of passwords, um, passwords, it, it's time to kill them in favor of an alternate form of authentication and or some form of multi-factor authentication beyond just like your your standard stuff. I mean, YubiKeys are great until one blows up in your computer or you lose it. Uh, text messaging uh, 2FA is better than nothing, but I mean, SIM swapping. I mean... There, there's something wrong with every single scheme, but with passwords, it's not a human problem per se. It's still a technology problem, but there are so many vectors outside of that, and that's barely even scratching the surface on password reuse. Yeah, yeah. I gave the so answer my, earlier. Uber-based authentication. My, my rant is similar but slightly different, which yeah, is, so first of all, as Joe said, account takeover. When we talk about it on this show. When is the last time we talked about a breach that originated from a cracked password? Does anyone remember? I don't. No, it's, it's uh, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, password, like, here's, here's how threat actors are doing it. They're getting into your Okta access server and just siphoning off the passwords from social engineering. Or they're capturing your password from malware, like Joe said. Or they're capturing your cookies. And guess what? If I have your cookies, I don't need your password because I am you. Or, uh, you know, a yeah. thousand other attacks. Um, passwords matter. But once passwords matter, you're already some form of compromise, probably. Like, we're talking internal pen testing. We're talking, like, you know, service account passwords. Like, they do matter, but they matter not necessarily in length, but in controls and, like, access to them. Like, if I am able to Kerberos and crack your internal domain for your, you know, domain admin has an eight-character password, okay, that's a problem. But there's a lot of other problems, probably, for me to be able to get to that point where it doesn't actually, like, and not to mention API keys, IAM roles. Like, if you look at the Clop ransomware group's MO, what is the first thing they do when they compromise a host? It's not look for passwords. It's they look at the roles on the host and see what it, that grants them access to from, like, a network access, like Azure Storage Blobs, S3 Buckets, etc. It's about keys, not about passwords. And... Also, like, you know, Joe said, uh, when I'm looking through Steeler log data, which we index a decent amount of it for, for our customers and for prevention purposes, I, I can pull the data. I, I'll, I mean, it doesn't matter how long it is. The information Steeler is going to pull it and decrypt it straight. So it doesn't matter. Like, the, basically, we do need to move into a world where we're not talking so much about passwords. But they do come up. I mean, they always do. Uh, your pet's retina photo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, nobody will get it because they don't have your pet. You know what I mean? I, you just can imagine just chasing your cat around the house. Like, come here. Go log in. Get I have to work today. No. Well, no, if you've got a cat, it's really easy because all you have to have is a laser pointer. <laughs> right, bring him over. Do you, think, yeah. do you think it's a... So... Like thinking about defense in depth, right? Like having that password. Like I, I completely agree with the whole statement. But I also wonder if no one just reports on looking for those cracked passwords ever, because it's so minute and it's so everyone's going to do it anyways, because it's so automated nowadays, right? It's kind of like a bias where we expect it and it probably is happening, and it's honestly an easy defense mechanism to put in that yeah. you should already have. You but. should assume yeah. all your passwords are compromised. Yeah. Just whatever yeah. your whatever yeah. your organization is. Assume all your passwords are compromised and go from there. MFA, detections. Actually, you know what? I do want to bounce on something here because you, you asked the question of when's the last time that uh, we saw something about a password. Uh, in fact, the last time I was on Talking About News when we were talking about uh, Microsoft uh, having to move some of their stuff out of dev, uh, uh, out of the dev environment where uh, someone uh, was able to get their master key on that. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't and, password based, though. That was. Uh, was I it? it was technically, was it I believe, based? a certificate. It was a memory got... dump obtained yeah. from a user's oh, okay. personal, uh, or like, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, this I, is wanted, Microsoft. I wanted to think the user itself got popped because of passwords. But I don't I think so. Be... I think it, I mean, that's a good question. Maybe someone in the audience knows. I don't, it was a memory dump of a server that was left around unintentionally on someone's personal computer or oh, but, someone's work computer. That Corey, was my understanding. Corey, also, you know, we do find passwords from breaches that are still good on active environments, right? So, like, they do get us into Yeah, but we didn't... It, the length of them is irrelevant. That's my point. Yes. yes. The no, length of the password the is irrelevant. Is irrelevant. And so, I guess that asks, this is my question for everyone else, then. What do you guys think is the best way to prevent, uh, like, the spread, right? So, like, if some site that you have no control over gets compromised, what's the best way to prevent that from affecting... Well, yeah, you know, password I mean, reuse is a problem. But the thing right, is, yeah. you should assume your employees' passwords are compromised and you should have MFA yeah. and alerts. Mm. And like. Alert. Like, truthfully, like, a lot of the times we'll run password guesses, we'll land a hit, and then immediately it'll be like, improbable traveler, you're done, like, you're or whatever, done. like that, you know, that's, that's how you've got to run. VPN from wherever the city is. Or yeah, even not improbable traveler, but, you know, a suspicious login, or even the user just gets an email that says, new login from AWS. They're like, huh, I don't remember Ooh. that, um, you know. Or they What's have MFA. So, yeah, so they have MFA. We have their password. Great. We check all the exposed sites. None of them allow access without MFA. This is how it should be. It's not how it always is. But, like, yeah. in that case, the passwords don't come from us being like, what eight character passwords would someone use? Like, we don't, we'll, we'll guess everything from eight to like 20. We'll be like, summer 2023 and summertime 2023 and summertime was fun 2023 or whatever. You know, yeah. like, you can get as long as you want to get. Be right so, back. I gotta go change the last the last know. time that I can think of that somebody went ahead and guessed somebody's password like that was Trump back in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> his Twitter oh, account password. Yes. Oh no, but his son got one recently too, and I guarantee you it's the same password. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, I mean passwords matter, but they shouldn't, I think is basically where yeah. we're going. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And I, I almost would think that there are probably more password attacks out there than we are aware of. I think a lot of it is it's something that's easily fixed. And I mean, assuming the worst in people, it's fairly easy to cover up. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, and honestly, from the PR perspective, it doesn't, it's not a sexy enough topic to yeah. really write about uh, to get a lot of traction and get a lot of people reading and talking about it. So I think it's probably still just as big of a problem as it ever has been. It's just there are other shinier objects, uh, new toys, named vulnerabilities, new CVEs, and it's easy for companies to more or less cover it up and be like, oh, well, it was just time for this person to cycle their password anyway. Yeah. 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 So hard I right mean, now. that's fair. I, I I, the big the big thing I want to call out about this article is that it says, according to Verizon, 86% of initial access is gained through stolen credentials. But what that fails to mention is that those credentials are not like cracked passwords from other websites. Like the length is irrelevant. It's about ATO. It's about that yeah. like whole different workflow that is not really captured in this uh, article. It's not it, about it's, dictionary and brute force. It's about malware and, you know, yeah. key logging and that kind of stuff. I mean, no. if you if you use your password manager to generate a 100 character password, and the website that you enter that password in gets breached, and you use that same 100 character password on, say, Discord, I'm going to be logging into Discord as you because that's something that I would check uh, because password reuse is still a problem. Yeah, or, there was somebody yeah. that I there was somebody that I know recently got caught up in one of the uh, Cisco uh, CVEs that somebody went ahead and they found it they knocked onto it and they found the guy just because he was password spraying and locking out every single account that he could trying to find what password would work just a pure brute force situation and this was just within the last couple of weeks that i mean that but I heard even about again though like the whole like concept of a length for protecting you from password guessing doesn't make any sense to me and no matter how long you make the length, right. I can come up with a dictionary word that people will choose. So it's more about having an allow list or a deny list that blocks your company name, month, year, all that good stuff. Or, because you know, it, if you set a 16 character password, that's just what? Summertime 2023. It's not hard. It's not yeah. like that's harder than eight characters. No, to... Agreed. But people are still using it. it they might be low level um, criminals 
but the, it is still pro, it is still happening out there where people are just going ahead and doing it because it's automated. They can script it and they can just let it run in the background. And if yes, they don't get something, they don't get the something. Fix for that. Length doesn't help you in that scenario. No, I, t- totally agreed. But the the question was was do people actually go after these sorts of passwords? The answer to that is yes, they still do. Yes, but, but you changing your password the, complexity doesn't make you safe from no. That. It does like you having longer passwords doesn't make you immune to password yeah, guessing. You're more you're more likely to catch the password spray. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, 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 they're probably going to start add with a 16 character password. See, I mean, I someone in the chat is a hot topic. <laughs> someone in the chat, uh, Ronner or Rainer, is talking about password managers with autofill. Uh, can I just rant for a second about? Websites that will not let you autofill from your password manager. Yes, please. Yes, Rant please. for us, Joe. Rant. Rant, Daddy. I've got a lot more words than I probably need to say. But <laughs> it's always a website that you have to use. It's always like a state or a federal site. Yes. That they're, they're protecting us from the mean old cross-site scripting and cross-site request forgery and, and all those other things. But they will not allow us to do it. And it's like... If if you would just allow me this browser extension to do it, I could actually put something in here. Oh, you only you only allow 12 characters. Oh, someone else is using that password. <laughs> someone else is using that password. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If you ever see that on a website, just bail. Just get out. It's bad. It's already been hacked. Oh, oh agreed. Agreed. And I'll I'll tell you, I've actually bought I've actually purchased two new domains to build something like this. One is test my password, and the other is rate my password. Yeah, there uh, you I've go. not put in the architecture with Can it. Can I yet. rate your password as sexy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, I think 10, that's a good place to call again. it. <laughs> yeah. So it's sexy long. passwords back. I think that's I, a good place to call it. We all know Joe's password is sexy. So yeah, we, we, we started. It. Well, hey, we started with a ten out of ten. We're ending with a ten. We're out ending of 10. with a ten out of ten. It all comes back around right here on this show. I give it a <laughs> ten. Right. <laughs> Thanks everyone for watching. Come to Wild West Hack and Fest. Something about we do pen testing, sock incident response, etc. Uh, I, I will be inspecting passwords at the Wild West Hack and Fest as well. Joe will be inspecting if you'd like to provide your bring password your, to him. Bring your best password. You think that he won't know? Bring use code <laughs> mustache to get zero percent off my training. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring any passwords that you use for your corporate uh, finance portals. Yeah, yeah. Mostly we only care about Ooh. those. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Burn it. Burn right. it with Thanks fire. everyone for coming. Thanks everyone for hosting. And uh, see y'all next week.